Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters. My name is Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. With us today, we have Jason Foster from Public Affairs, I should say the Public Affairs Director with the San Diego County Water Authority. Welcome, Jason. Thank you for having me. Yes, and Luis Gonzalez. Luis is the Director of Community Affairs with Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. Luis, thank you for joining us as well. Pleasure to be on the show, Dr. G. Yes, and I do believe Nora from Planned Parenthood here in San Diego, Vice President of Community Engagement, will also be joining us this hour. Our topic for today is branding, and we're going to talk about branding specifically from the um, perspective of and as it relates to public and nonprofit organizations. Before we kind of jump into that, Jason, I'm going to ask you to kind of start first, and then Louise, and then when uh, Nora jumps in, you guys can share a little bit bit about um, yourself and um, the organization that you work with. That way we can kind of maybe have a little bit of perspective. Okay. Uh, uh, the, The San Diego County Water Authority is the water wholesaler for the San Diego County region. Our mission is to provide a reliable water supply to the 24 local water agencies in San Diego County who serve more than 3 million customers and help the $174 billion economy prosper. So as the Director of Public Affairs, I'm in charge of our community outreach programs, media outreach, education, small business outreach, and uh, other programs where we're interfacing with members of the community. Wonderful. Well, Jason, again, we're pleased to have you on the show and kind of representing our um, public perspective. And then, uh, Louise, if you could uh, maybe share a little bit about yourself and the uh, Neighborhood House Association. Absolutely. My name is Luis Gonzalez, and as you mentioned, I'm the Director of Community Affairs for the Neighborhood House Association. Uh, Neighborhood House Association, or NHA, is uh, San Diego County's uh, largest multi-purpose, multicultural social service agency. We operate 10 different programs and provide services to over 22,000 underserved families in San Diego. Uh, we've been around since 1914, so the agency itself has a history embedded in the settlement movement that took place across the country. So uh, a lot of services services, a lot of people. Uh, Our marquee program is Head Start, as most people might know, Uh, and Head Start provides services to over 8,000 children and families in need uh, of education, vocational assistance, training, and development. So a comprehensive program. It's one of our uh, 10 programs that we do operate here at the agency. Great. Uh, Well, thanks again. I'm sorry, Luis, were you going to say something else? No, that pretty much sums it up. (laughs) Mm, Wonderful. Thank you. And is Nora on the line? Yes, how are you, Dr. T? I'm doing well. And, Nora, here you guys have a new name, so it's Planned Parenthood of Pacific Southwest. Yes, we do. We have a new name, so we're, it's very um, critical that we're talking about branding. But um, So my name is Nora Vargas, and I'm the Vice President of Community Engagement for Planned Parenthood of the Pacific Southwest. Um, Planned Parenthood has ni- over 19 reproductive health centers between Riverside and San Diego County. We've been around for almost uh, 50 years in the area. Uh, we are the largest reproductive, one of the largest healthcare, reproductive healthcare um, service providers in the region. Um, my role is a new role, and I, as a community engagement uh, vice president, I really have a great opportunity to really strengthen the partnerships that we have throughout the community by really strengthening our collaboration, outreach, and education. So. Um, my role is really to strengthen a lot of the partnerships and ensure that folks understand what our services are and that they are able to uh, receive not only our educational services but our clinical services as well. Well, wonderful, and thank you so much for joining us, Nora. We appreciate your being on the line. Thank you. Yes. Um, You know, I'm going to maybe step back, and um, before we move into each of your organization's individual initiatives, just maybe ask you to share a little bit about branding and how you view it as it relates to the public sector. Jason, we'll start with you. And then Nora and Louise, I'll ask you to share from the nonprofit perspective. Louise, I know you've also worked in the public um, venue, too, prior to coming to Neighborhood House, so you might want to share a little bit from that perspective as well. I'll leave it up to you. So, Jason, why don't we start with you? Branding, what does it mean from your perspective, and how does it relate to the public sector? Well, uh, this might be an informal uh, description of branding, but when I think of branding, 
I equate it to what you want people to think about immediately after hearing your name. What's in that thought bubble that they have? So when they hear the name of your organization, oh, they, they think, oh, that's a, they do great work, or they do, this is what their, this is what their mission is. You know, um, you know, Sprite's famous for their saying that image is everything. That's maybe a bit of overstatement, but it sure does mean a lot, and it means a lot for private companies in terms of market share, but for public companies, or public organizations um, such as the Watt Authority, it really does mean a lot because if you're well thought of by the key audiences that you're trying to reach, it can greatly help you or help us uh, accomplish the things that we're trying to do, whether it's building um, a major water supply project, a dam, or a pipeline, and it helps give us a base of community goodwill to work from in order to get those projects done. Mm. So uh, that's uh, interesting. So it gives you a good, because I was going to ask you, how does it help? So you're saying it helps by giving a good, I think you call it a good community goodwill. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, if you've got a good reputation essentially attached mm-hmm. to you, attached to your, your name that uh, comes to mind when your name is said in conversations or they read about you in the paper, uh, I think people are more likely to support your initiatives, uh, mm-hmm. your investments, and that's critical, especially since public agencies depend on taxpayers, or in our case, ratepayers, water ratepayers, for, for funding. If they are not supportive of those initiatives because they don't think that you're doing a good job, because you don't have a good brand, they're going to be less likely to support the next time you have uh, to issue bonds or um, have a, a rate increase that needs that is needs to be passed to pass a critical uh, critical project, those kinds of things. Okay, wonderful. Thanks, Jason. Nora, how about your perspective of, of branding and how it relates to the nonprofit sector? I think for um, one of the interesting parts about working in nonprofit organizations is that um, branding is something that occurs mostly uh, unless you have a lot of resources to really do a lot of the research and work is really reflective of the um, work that you do in the community. And so just like branding is more than messages that really defines everything in a corporation or an agency, I think for community organizations, branding really is a reflection of the work that you do day to day. Um, I think for Planned Parenthood, it is uh, certainly that because when you talk about Planned Parenthood, people say, oh, you know, everybody has a story and everybody can talk about their experience or a friend or somebody who used our services or our educational work to be able to learn more about us or have experienced the services there. So I think for nonprofit organizations, what is critical about branding is above and beyond the research that gets done and and how we define it in terms of messaging and, and logos. It really is about the work that we're doing in the communities and how people are able to talk about it and really um, re- be able to describe it to others as well. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you, Nora. And then, Louise, why don't we have you chime in on you know your take on what branding is and then its relevance for nonprofits. And um, yeah. also, if you wanted to add something to what Jason or Nora said regarding the public sector as well. Absolutely, you know, and I think there there is a, a somewhat of a of a challenge, and, and when you look at the definition of what branding, and Jason mentioned it earlier when he's talking about identity and what it means, and that's really what branding focuses on is what meaning do you attach to, to the organization? What does it mean? What is it that drives that organization, and how can people relate to that organization? And I think you're looking at you know two different sectors, although they're similar, there's still two differences. And working previously with the metropolitan transit system and understanding the public sector. Uh, e, Jason was right. You know, you're geared at basing or developing a brand uh, that really is basing or putting your organization in a potential positioning for public favor through the development of infrastructure projects or any type of, you know, in this case, voter uh, you know, voter issues or any type of way that you need to get backing or public backing for a lot of the different issues that you're dealing with within that organization. Uh, you know, the challenge is that, you know, when, when you're looking at it from a public sector perspective, uh, a lot of people, you know, in general, when they're looking at their utilities or they're looking at certain providers, you know, their options are limited. But as we start diversifying and we're living in this global economy now, as things start getting more diversified, 
uh, it does become a potential threat for some of our traditional methods of developing these utilities for people to understand that, you know, in the near future, there could be several options uh, for a lot of those consumers, and that's why it's important to brand yourself. Now, in a nonprofit sector, I think we're focused more on a cause marketing and geared more towards specific social issue. When you look at nonprofit organizations such as the Neighborhood House Association, you know, we have 10 different programs from children all the way through seniors. Now, each one of those different programs is a different or specific social issue. And so we look at each of those programs and we have to brand those programs, you know, as collectively as a whole because it's part of the entire organization, but get geared to a specific meaning uh, within the society. And that's what we look at in the differences in branding. You know, we're focusing on specific social issues, social causes, getting people to support those social causes and creating this public advocacy. And that's how we, we look at branding. And that when we're developing our systems here, we're looking at how can people buy into it and understand and relate to those specific social uh, issues that are taking place in our communities. And as you know, Jason mentioned earlier from the public sector, you're looking at creating that support and that public advocacy for future development or for the future growth of those infrastructures. Wonderful, Louise. Thank you so much. Anything anyone else would want to add to that topic that got triggered maybe by what someone else said? Well, actually, I'm going to have you hold that thought because it looks like we're about to transition to a quick break. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. If you're looking for creative ways to improve your bottom line, tune in to Make Your Move with Alan Bolio. Alan's proven track record of helping businesses enhance their profitability will provide the basis for a forum about actionable items based on a business person's perspective. The program will be business talk, but with an economic context, so you'll know how to stay ahead of the game. Make Your Move is broadcast live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice of America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us for more on Leadership Matters. With us today, we have Jason Foster with public the public affairs director excuse me there Jason messing up your title there with the San Diego County Water Authority again welcome back Jason thank you Nora continues to be with us Nora is the vice president of community engagement with planned parenthood of the south pacific uh, I should say Southwest. of the Pacific Southwest <laughs> thank you Nora Nora Vargas thanks for being with us as well thank you and Luis Gonzalez director of community affairs with the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego thanks Luis 
Glad to be here. Yeah, our topic today is branding as relates to public and nonprofit organizations. Jason, we're going to continue our dialogue with you and ask you just to share maybe a little bit about um, San Diego Water Authority's branding as it relates to how your organization really wants to be thought of by others and what has been done or maybe even what is being done to help develop its brand. Sure. Well, the Water Authority is actually, as public agencies go, every public agency has an interesting mission and story, but we're a little uh, different from most others. Since we are a water wholesaler, we only have 24 direct customers, which are the local water agencies we directly sell water to. Those are the agencies that actually send residents and businesses their water bills. So we're one step removed from the public, which puts us in the shadows a little bit under, under normal circumstances. So you might think, what's, why is a, a brand important to us? But the brand that we've been developing, and actually we've been working on it for, for 20 years, is we want to be thought of as the source for water supply reliability for the county. And it basically stems back to the end of the last major drought in San Diego in the early 1990s when we had our water supplies cut back by 30% and we're facing a 50% cut, and it was a looming economic disaster for the San Diego County region. And at the time, the region's business leaders came to our board of directors and demanded that there would be no more water shortages like that in the future. And that really, since that time, became the crystallized purpose of the Water Authority and changed our mission from simply providing water to being a, a really an aggressive force for making sure we could have reliable water supplies to sustain our, our businesses and our quality of life. So over the past 20 years, we've been developing these alternative water sources through different deals and, and different sources and developing more local supplies. And to, to strengthen that brand, which was really starting at that time, we constantly worked with identified the key stakeholders in the region really as, you know, the region's business leadership and political leadership, uh, and of course the general public to a, to a degree as well, and said, we need these people to know what we are doing, what we are investing in, their ratepayer dollars, to make sure they don't get serious water shortages in the future. And so we had a very strong uh, Speakers Bureau program and other things that delivered the message that we are going out and getting water where we can, highly reliable supplies, and we're building major infrastructure where we need to to make sure we can get it here, store it, distribute it, so that you can depend on us in the future. So what our brand uh, basically came down to, we wanted people to associate us with water supply reliability through diversified water supplies and by building vital major water projects. And that's a brand that still continues today that, and is even more important to have that brand today because in the last couple of years in San Diego, as most people in our region know, we've had water supply challenges again. And the fact that we've had this brand built up and had a long-time legacy in the community of them knowing about our water supply projects and how they would help mitigate against future challenges actually gave us a lot of goodwill with the community and a lot of support for the strategies that we had in place to make sure that we could have water for uh, our future for are not just our generation, but for generations to come. And Jason, I'm wondering, how is that um, goodwill, how is that um, support um, shown? I mean, like, how do you know you have it? There's, there's two ways that uh, I'll give you two examples of how we know we, we've got it. When the current water challenges started a couple of years ago, we put out a, a regional water conservation campaign called the 20-Gallon Challenge, basically urging people to save water um, you know, by an initial 20 gallons per person per day. And if we didn't have a good relationship with the community, a feeling of trust that we were, that we were doing a good job out there, people would not have responded. And once we put out the call for conservation, people started to respond, and the response grew and grew and grew. And, and a couple of years later, we are by far exceeding the original conservation target that we set out for ourselves. So the fact that people responded to our call to them to conserve water uh, was one piece of evidence that um, they believed in us and they believed in what we were doing and so they were willing to do their part. And the other thing that comes uh, into play as evidence that, that uh, the brand that we've established is working is that you know, we've got a very um, 
very large infrastructure, a very large uh, amount of money we have to spend to buy and purchase water and bring it here. And for years and years, we've been able to uh, fund the projects that we've needed with very minimal uh, community opposition or levels of concern. Um, and so the fact that we were able to build the infrastructure we needed, uh, pay for the water supplies we needed to get, uh, was further evidence that our brand was working. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Jason. Nora, I'm going to ask you, you know, maybe about the same as it relates to your organization. When, when someone thinks of Planned Parenthood of the Pacific Southwest, what do you want to have come to mind and what has been done or what is being done to further develop that brand? Yes, well, one of the things that we find um, that's very interesting that is that even though the organization has been providing um, services for over four decades in the region, one of the biggest challenges that we have is when we're, we speak to communities, communities know that we provide uh, preventive services uh, around reproductive health like contraception. But um, what we are really focused on right now and wanting to make sure that we highlight and emphasize is that really 93% of our services are preventive services to really help communities, families stay healthy, and that we want to make sure that people understand that we are here for them, uh, that not only for the accessible, affordable health care in our communities, no matter what their uh, race, gender, um, insurance status, um, Really, we are an organization that can provide that accurate and reliable information that they need. And I think that one of the things um, that we really have to make sure we do better um, is really talk about cervical cancer screening, breast um, health exams, um, some of the work that we do around parent-child communication classes, et cetera. I think that um, when we start having those conversations in the communities, specifically um, around the work that we do with community engagement and uh, really tying uh, the community partnerships to our health centers throughout the county, it is really, really important to make sure that people understand that um, we really are here to make sure that we provide uh, services that are much needed by the underserved and folks that otherwise would not be able to go somewhere and that... Um, a lot of what we do uh, in in our role as uh, ambassadors of the organization is just to inform people of what the resources are that we provide and really uh, focus on making sure that uh, people understand why it's so important to come in to get a checkup or to get um, STI testing and what does that mean to them or to uh, their communities directly. So I think that a lot of what we are doing is making sure um, that people understand that without any judgment regarding of your race, gender, class, or age, uh, your social status, uh, you know, uh, Planned Parenthood is here for them and that, that we are able to provide that service. Okay, great. So it sounds like um, you guys kind of live out that quote one here. It's pretty common that, you know, culture becomes the stories we tell. So it sounds like you're engaging the community in conversations and you're hoping that that will carry forth your other lines of business as it relates to our, say, other lines of service well, as it relates uh, yeah. to the preventive services that you provide as well. Absolutely. And I think that one of the amazing things that uh, or focuses that we have as an organization is really looking at what are the needs of the community versus this is what we think based on, you know, uh, data only, but instead going in and knowing that the community in San Isidro will have very very different needs than the community in um, La Jolla or, um, you know, knowing that you have to build those partnerships and relationships within the community to be able to, to know, you know, this may work here and this may not work here. And so, you know, the beauty of Planned Parenthood is that we are a national organization. We have over, you know, um, hundreds and hundreds of centers across the state. And so when people hear Planned Parenthood, they don't differentiate between the Planned Parenthood in San Diego versus the Planned Parenthood that is in, you know, um, uh, New York. Everybody thinks of it as Planned Parenthood. And so what we have to make sure is that we are able to provide a service, that the quality of service is at its highest, and that the customer service that we provide is critical because otherwise uh, the image that people leave with at one of our centers or at one of our meetings or at one of our um, of our uh, presentations is the image that they'll have for Planned Parenthood. Okay, great. Thank you, Nora. 
And then, Louise, I'm going to ask you to pretty much think about the same thing as it relates to what the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego really wants to have residing in the hearts and minds of others as um, they hear the name of that organization or they think about that organization. Yeah, you know, and, and Neighborhood House Association, it's a, you know, it's a unique format when you're dealing with 10 different programs that, in essence, should be, you know, or can be their own separate organizations because they deal with so much different things. But what we've done here at Neighborhood House Association is really is a transition into how we are developing our image and our mission. Uh, our mission, as it stands now, is to develop children, families, and the future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. And we take that and we use that model to really build off of what it will look like for the next, say, 50, 100 years, because as you know, 95 years in the community, uh, we had to adapt. The agency has provided different types of social service programs, different types of community programs, youth initiatives. So when we're looking at branding, we're looking at developing an organization that encompasses all that under one banner that really comes down to empowering our communities and developing programs in our communities to sustain and develop healthier and productive communities. So our organization is geared on really branding itself as that agent that can morph and become what the community needs it to become to develop and sustain you know, future leaders and even healthier communities. As we're looking in the future, we're building up you know, several different strategies to continue to spread that message. Okay. So when we come back, Louise, I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit more about those strategies and, um, and kind of hear what the organization has done and what the organization is doing to develop its desired brand. We're going to take a quick break, and please stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Get ready for an exciting and eye-opening hour every week on Globe Talk with Avisant. Join your host, Kevin Parikh, for an inside look at the world economy with a special focus on technology and its impact on humankind. We will invite the top industry experts to our forum and answer your questions, too. Globe Talk with Avisant airs live every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us for more on Leadership Matters. With us today, we have Jason Foster, Public Affairs Director with San Diego County Water Authority. Thank you for sticking with us, Jason. My pleasure. Nora Vargas, Vice President of Community Engagement with Planned Parenthood of the Pacific Southwest. Thanks for being with us, Nora. 
Glad to be here. And Luis Gonzalez, Director of Community Affairs with the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego. Thanks for joining us, Louise. Happy to be here. Nora, we're going to start with you on this segment and ask you, you know, what has really been the most difficult part of your branding effort, getting the community to kind of think about um, your organization, Planned Parenthood, in the way in which you like to have it thought about, you know, what have you seen as challenging and maybe what have you done or what are you doing to meet or overcome that challenge? Well, again, I think one of the biggest challenges that we have is that when people think uh, Planned Parenthood, they think birth control and uh, sexual reproductive sexual health education in the schools. That's um, age appropriate, but um, I think for the most part, what we one of the biggest challenges that we have is that we offer a broader range of services that sometimes people are not aware of. And so, when we start talking about the cervical cancer component, the screenings, the the parent-child communication, when we say to folks that we're actually working with faith-based groups and uh, churches and other, uh, and partnering with other clinics and organizations uh, that may not be focused on reproductive health, I think that we always have a really interesting look in people's eyes. So I think that what we what we have really worked on now is to ensure that we get a lot of that information out there and that people really know that uh, we are here for them at different levels so that it's not just coming into a Planned Parenthood to get birth control, but it's also the place where you want to learn how to become an askable parent. You know, um, how do you make sure that as an aunt you can talk to your children about issues that you may not know about or may feel uncomfortable with as it relates to reproductive health? Um, And one of the things that I think that we have found that is very successful in our organization is that um, as it relates to leaders and nonprofits, is that you know our role is really to ensure that our all of our ambassadors have the tools that they need to be able to talk about our services and what we are providing. And so, making sure that our board members, um, that our community representatives, that our you know everybody from our CEO to the folks that are at the front desk, really can um, talk about Planned Parenthood, who we are what we do, what services we provide, and making sure that we are always talking about the fact that people can count on Planned Parenthood and they can get the services that they need here and uh, and that we are a resource for the community. So it's been a very exciting transition for the organization in terms of how do we engage the community, how do we engage our board members, and how to create specific programs to really um, target or tailor those programs to the communities that we're serving based on their needs. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Nora. And then, uh, Louise, I'm going to back up to you and apologize. I was supposed to have you um, finish what we were talking about in segment two as relates to what the Neighborhood House Association has done or is doing to develop its brand. So why don't we start with you and then also give you some leadway into talking about or mixing into that answer. Any of the challenges that you have uh, faced or overcome? Yeah, you know, one of the biggest things that you look at when you're talking about developing branding strategies, you know, one of the, the, the... pinnacles of the start is really awareness. We need to know, let people know that this organization is here. And what has happened is, you know, we the agency has been around for over 95 plus years, but a lot of people or in that time, you know, have not heard of or weren't even aware of what the agency was doing. So as we started implementing a shift in entire organizational culture here a few years ago and looking at how we were going to develop a branding strategy to really let people know what this agency does, who we are, what we're about. It really started with an awareness campaign, letting people know, hey, we're out here. And that's really the phase we're in now. And so that's our first challenge, really letting people know that we're here. And the second is really changing that perception of what a nonprofit means. I think people view nonprofits and automatically assume, okay, fundraisers and donations, and they just have a perception of nonprofits. Uh, But really, a neighborhood house association is not your traditional nonprofit. Uh, It really has become more of an economic engine in the community. Uh, We employ over 800 individuals uh, operating budget of almost $86 million a year. So this agency is now more than just your traditional social service community uh, organization that provides these needed services to the community, but now is an economic engine, a catalyst for change, a catalyst for development. We're talking, you know, working on several different levels with several different agencies to really understand that we have become a pinnacle in this community that's needed for much more than just your typical social services providers. And all our programs are geared on education, vocational, and giving people a hand up. So we're not just sustaining 
changing the status quo. We're really seeing improvement. We have a lot of our clients in our programs that come in and transition out with, uh, you know, either degrees in school or looking for ways to develop their home life. So uh, it really is a challenge to bring all those messages together and it starts off with really the basics, which is awareness and letting people know, here's what we do, here's who we are, and then developing those messages to let other people in the community, both local, regional, and then even on a national level, what it is that we're doing. And so far, we've gotten recognition, you know, from the State Department. We work with delegates from Iraq who have come down and really looked at what we're doing to implement certain changes back in their country. Uh, we had delegations from Brazil, from Europe. So we're really working on the trade development to help us understand and really bring in that image of what it is that we do and then transitioning that to the local community, to people who not only need our programs and services, but those who are benefiting without even being a part of the organization. And that's the economic development piece that we talk about. Okay, great. You know, and Louise, I'm going to ask you or whoever else want to pipe in on this. Where do the employees fit in the branding initiative, just from your perspective, Louise, Nora, or Jason? Well, well you know, when we're looking at, you know, 800-plus employees, those become your ambassadors, really. I think that what's one of the, the key or the pinnacles to any branding strategy is to have the people that know your product or know your actual organization to understand and then become those that voice in the community uh, that automatically spreads around. If, if, if one employee is able to reach out to five different folks and, they're situ- and it continues to grow in that direction, uh, your message is taking care of itself through its, you know, through a social network. And I think that's important as well. And I think as organizations take care of their employees, understand the value of their employees, those employees and then become the voice for your community and the voice for your organization. Very important. And, and I would add, Dr. G, that I think, um, you know, to add to Lisa's comments is that I think that it's really critical to ensure that um, even though a lot of our, our staff, we have over 900 staff in our, in our um, region, even though they know about the organization and and they work and live it every day and they can tell stories about it, I think it's critical to also um, arm them with the tools that they need to be able to talk about these messages. Mm-hmm. So really engaging them about what we're doing, because I think one of the things that happens at nonprofits is that we're all doing a lot of work and we're doing a lot of great work. And sometimes we don't stop to acknowledge some of the successes that we're having. And I think that Part of that branding uh, work that needs to be done is to ensure that people have the tools that they need to be able to be out there and be the best ambassadors because they know exactly what you're doing. I think that's one part of it. The other part is making sure that if you are out in the communities or providing a service and that you're really building on that, you know, building that trust, that it's critical that when you say you're going to provide a service, that that service is available, right? Mm-hmm. Simple example would be that if your website says, you know, we're open until 5 o'clock, then, you know, that means that we are open until 5 o'clock. And so um, the customer service perspective is critical to the brand because you can't stand on the brand if you're not providing the service uh, for the constituents that are coming in and trying to get that service. And so I think it's a combination of not only the work that gets done um, around with staff, but also the service that you're providing to make sure that you are as strong as your brand. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Great. Thank you, um, Nora, for adding to that, and Luis. Um, Jason, anything you want to add to that? Don't have to, but just if anything was top of mind. Sure. I think Nora hit it right on the head when when she said that, you know, your employees are your ambassadors. Every single employee that you have working for you is is an opportunity to uh, sell your identity, present your identity, live your identity out there with all of your contacts in the community. The other thing I'd add to that is just making sure that uh, that you are, you know, Having your employees know it's so important for all the employees to be aligned with the brand of the organization, its mission, its purpose, and how it delivers that on that mission, and where they fit in 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 delivering that, so that they are clear they're not just caught up in their own little silo, but they are connected to the big picture of the organization and its mission it's trying to accomplish in the community. Because it doesn't just help them be a good ambassador, but it helps buy into the work that they put into the uh, organization every single day, and they can see how they are um, a part of the complete picture. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you, Jason. Jason, do you want to add anything about um, any of the challenges that maybe your agency has um, experienced as relates to this branding efforts and anything that has been done or is being done to overcome them? Oh, sure. We're actually uh, you know, in a challenging period right now because 
We've been hit by the double whammy of limited water supplies, primarily from drought and some other external factors. At the same time, uh, this, this whole country and our region has been hit by an economic downturn. People are scrutinizing public spending, public agencies like they've never had, arguably never have before. And so we have to make sure that not only are we delivering our mission of reliability very well, but now we have to make sure we are uh, addressing these public concerns about public spending and taxes and high water rates and things like that with the, with the strong, consistent message that we are doing our job as cost-effectively as possible and these investments that people have made over the years through their water rates in our projects are making a difference in offsetting a great deal of the supply cutbacks we would otherwise face. So that's a constant message that we're delivering today but in the face of economic downturn and people without jobs or limited incomes, it can be a tough sell. Mm -hmm. And when you say it's a message that you're delivering, how is that message being delivered? What medium are you using? Well, we deliver it in just about every communications facet we can. We're, we're actually overhauling our website right now. We're going to be debuting a new website very soon, and it's going to make sure that it's uh, our, our mission, our brand, if you will, is strongly reflected in there, and the cost-effective efficiency message is going to be strongly reflected in there. But in every printed piece, email, newsletter, speakers bureau presentation, or in any other contact that we make with, with business leaders, elected officials, or others, that's a primary message point that we're putting out there. Okay. Excellent. Very good. Um, Luis or um, Nora, anything else you want to add before we get ready to transition to a break? I just think, you know, when we're looking at employees and all, all those good points, I think is they're all very important. And, you know, having the right tools in place, the proper, you know, training, and then going back to, you know, how Jason said, understanding what that brand is and spreading that across the organization is key. And, and that's an important development. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of times the, when you're looking at external communications, you forget that one of the, the most important ones is to have that your internal communication solid so that they become proficient or efficient external communications as well. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you, Louise. Well said. We're going to take another quick break. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. When you are trying to establish your financial plan, there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration, from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs. How do you manage all of it to find a plan that will work for you? Tune in to The Insightful Investor with Bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us for more on Leadership Matters. As we transition into this final segment, Nora, I know during the break we were talking a little bit about and you were um, expressing just the role of board members in this whole puzzle as relates to branding in nonprofit organizations. Why don't we start with you and then we'll kind of pass the baton on to Jason and Louise. Well, I think that um, board members, uh, beyond their fiduciary responsibility, one of the great opportunities that you have with them because uh, the majority of them are community leaders um, who are um, folks that influence uh, not only um, our, the future of our communities and so on, but they are really uh, the ones that are out there advocating on behalf of the services that we provide. And so I think they're a very critical clear, um critical constituency for a nonprofit organization as it relates to branding because they are able to uh, really take those messages and and talk about what you're doing and be able to, like in our case, talk about broad range of services that we provide. And then, you know, you give them examples of, you know, we also do parent education or, you know, we're doing cervical cancer screening. You know, and I think that for them, when they have the tools, they're able to, when they're meeting with elected officials or or community leaders really talk about your organization from a different perspective. So um, at, we talked a bit about uh, our staff, and we talked about uh, making sure that we're focused and we uh, we have that information, but I think board members play a really critical role. And I think for us, something that's also very unique is the patients that we serve because we have patients in our clinics that we're able to provide these tools for. And so once a patient comes in, um, they are, uh, we meet whatever their need is, they're able to go out and also talk about us and what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so I think that uh, branding, although sometimes it's nested in the communications world, the branding is really an agency-wide um, commitment that goes from customer service to leadership and boards to um, staff being prepared to be able to advocate on behalf of the organization. Wonderful. Thanks, Nora. That's a wonderful point to add. And, um, Louise, why don't we actually throw the baton to you next to kind of hear just um, your final thoughts and tips top of mind. Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, we, we, we touched a lot of good points. And obviously when you talk about branding, you talk about what it means and how to implement a, a successful branding campaign, you know, the talk could continue on and on and on because there's so many different ways, especially in the world we live in today, uh, of how your message can get communicated. But I, I would leave, you know, those organizations out there that are either developing or looking for ways to reconsider their branding is to really start off with the basics. You know, first, establish who you are as an agency and what your mission is. You know, what is it that you want to do? What is it that you feel that you're internally, you know, and collectively your agency means? And then start off by doing an internal analysis of your branding efforts. What is it that you're doing now? What is it that's been done in the past that has been successful? And then taking what you have done successfully and then building upon that and really communicating those messages and using new tools. I think we talked about the internal communication piece. We talked about employees, board members, a lot of people that we interact with on a daily basis and we forget that they become our brand ambassadors, so to speak, uh, as well as our customers. You know, customer experience, customer uh, service is huge, especially in the world we live in today when people have options. And so it's important that we continue to support those messages and support our staff on various different levels so that they can have those tools to then implement those types of branding communications across, you know, the region, state, local, or even across the country, depending on where they're at. But I think that's key for a lot of our agencies, a lot of people out there that are listening and trying to develop and understand what branding is. And the key word being meaning. What is it that you want people to associate your organization or company with? What is it that you want it to mean on a broader scale? And then start working on putting the pieces together to help you accomplish that. 
communication messages, uh, outreach, you know, one-on-one. Uh, we use a 360 approach here when we're really looking for people to get the message, feel the message, see the message, touch it, you know, actually have an experience with the agency. And that's why we participate in external events. We're on-premise doing different types of health fairs, community outreach fairs, so that people understand and get a feeling for what Neighborhood Health Association is doing. And then our communication messages across to various different demographics so people understand you know, we're an economic engine for those business communities. You know, we're a social service provider for those clients in need and are looking for someone to turn to. You know, we're a development agency for people that are looking for support and building their own organizations through various different, uh, you know, consulting programs. So we become what that those people or those organizations need us to become in, in encompassing our overall mission. So I think that's very important. Who are we, what we do, how do we do it, and how do we communicate our efforts, and what does it all mean, and tie that in together into your community communication pieces, and I think that's the start to really understanding how you can build on a, on a brand. Thank you, Luis. And Jason, sure. final thoughts? Yeah, sure. There's, you know, those, those, are, those are great tips, great uh, pointers uh, from Luis on what to do. One of the things that you, you definitely don't want to do is, is to hold yourself up as something you're not, and that's why the analysis <laughs> is so critical of what you're doing and the services you provide and, and, and taking stock of the successes mentioned, you know, you've got to really know um, who your key stakeholder groups are and what they want from you. And then once you understand that and and you match up what you provide for them, then you can make sure that the identity, the presence um, uh, for your organization that you're trying to establish can be appropriate and can uh, appeal to those audiences or demographics. And then one other point is that you, you just can't take anything for granted with branding. It takes a lot of time to build up a brand, or it can take a lot of time to build up a brand, but it certainly can fall apart really quickly if you don't have your eye on the ball and you're not consistently living up to that brand through your customer service or through um, not living up to the services you posted or, or things like that. Um, it, it, it can, it can, you can build it up and it can be gone the very next day. They, they Brands, you want them to be durable, but if you don't take care of them and you don't maintain them, they are truly fragile presences out, out there. Mm-hmm. Great. Very good. Um, any other final thoughts or comments as we prepare to transition? I think that just one other thing is just to, um, you know, every, every aspect of your organization can be a branding opportunity, a, mm-hmm. a chance to reflect your message, your mission, your values, your services, um, from uniforms to the walls around your offices, every every uh, everywhere you look, there's an opportunity to to communicate that overtly or or very very uh, uh, subliminally. But but the opportunities for branding are truly endless, and not all of them require big budgets. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, Jason Foster. Public Affairs Director with the San Diego County Water Authority, we thank you for joining us. Nora Vargas, Vice President of Community Engagement with San Diego. Oh, I want to say San Diego and Riverside Counties. That's wrong now. It's the uh, Pacific Southwest, Planned Parenthood. Thank you so much for being with us. And my colleague, Luis Gonzalez, Director of Community Affairs with Neighborhood House Association San Diego. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dr. G. Yes. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Please join us next week on Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more on Leadership Matters. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.